Well, my friend, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year to all of you guys. Uh, this is high on LAFC. Um, it's our first episode back, bro. How do you feel? Excited, man. Excited, happy, like it's the holidays. Or Well, the holidays kind of passed. The holidays one. just passed, <laughs> you know. I'm going to um, take this podcast a little chill, more vibes, you know, because uh-huh. we're barely working our way back. Yeah, dude, we, we, got, we got time. Like, we got, we got some time. Season doesn't start for another, you know, month and, and like, month and a half or so, month and a week, you know, six, seven weeks out from now. But mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been excited, like, uh, looking forward to the season, doing a lot of reflecting on the over, you know, like, the last few months and stuff since, mm-hmm. since the last, uh, since the end of the last uh, season, which ended up with a... Well, in our hands, uh, in our hands, bro. in our hands, bro. It ended in one of the most epic finals of all time. Yeah, for sure, the most epic MLS final. The most epic MLS final for sure. We were there. Which yeah, was, I mean, I still think that's crazy. Yeah, like okay, like I would. I don't know. It's me just being biased, but the World Cup final and MLS Cup final, they had similar. Oh yeah, similar bro. notes, similar you know tastes and stuff. Like it was Heck, yeah. pretty, pretty like spot on. There was I the like left that. footer who won the coveted championship trophy. Exactly. You know, Carlos Vela, Leo Messi. You know, same thing. If you same thing. Me. Yeah. Carlos Vela is essentially the Mexican Messi. <laughs> exactly. He just you know like anyway anyway. <laughs> so um, as you said, Jorge, we won the championship title, our first MLS Cup. Fu Galaxy, you know. And I feel for them, but I also don't. I do feel not. For that. I do not feel for them because because all they did was talk mad trash about when they're doing all this illegal yeah. shit, and then right. you know not you know not illegal, but let's just say their president hasn't been the best, and he just got re-signed to a new contract mm-hmm. for he's not even right reason. now he's banned until like and he was for this window. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on there. There's probably some like shady back office stuff going on, but. Yeah. It's LA Galaxy. Are we really surprised? <laughs> I'm not surprised. At I'm this not point. surprised, bro. Like it, you know what? And this just kind of goes like, I'm just gonna go on this little tangent rant here. We but, do like, that here a lot, <laughs> 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 which is not bad. It's not a bad know? thing. It's entertaining, guys. Yeah, we gotta feed Stay into tuned. the ADHD. You know, feed into it. It's okay. Yeah. We're all a little crazy, but <laughs> but we're crazy for high or for we're high on LAFC. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, dude. Um. Like, it's like all that you know. It's like all that like crap that LA Galaxy have been speaking towards us, you know. And and I think actually the year where they did the um, whatever I forgot exactly what they did that was like considered illegal or like the cheating, mm-hmm. like with the wages or something. I think, that was like a season or two ago, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't that the season that we beat them in the playoffs? It was actually. I, I believe think that it was. was. It was that season. So it's like they did all this, like to not. To not win, like yeah. all this, and for what they have not won anything. So it's like, it, like for that, I feel for them because it's like, man, you guys like cheated, and you still can't beat like us, like yeah. And yeah, go ahead say it, like, oh yeah, we have no history. Yeah, sure, we have no history, but we're a young club, and we're already like, I would say in like the modern MLS, just as successful, if not more successful. I I agree. Guys. I mean, we're we're five years in. Five seasons in, this will be our sixth our year. Sixth. Like, we got a championship title, which was, like, the thing everyone in Los Angeles who was a soccer fan was like, oh, Galaxy have more or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but now that's done with. And, and LAFC, mm-hmm. you know, we're taking over LA. You know, now Carson FC, you know, that's that's who they are officially, yeah, gosh, in my opinion. Bro. I mean, yeah, like. But anyway. They're not even going to play their opener at home. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. At the, well, I mean, it, like, they're not even going to, the fans aren't going to. I think that's, damn, the, that's, isn't that, okay, mm-hmm. another quick little tangent. But I, thought, I find it kind of funny that the reason that the game is being played at the Rose Bowl is to break the record of attendance. And now, mm-hmm. and now the MLS is at stake at not doing that. And I'm wondering if they, like, if the, if this puts more pressure on the MLS to come down harder on Chris Kleiner, you know, somehow mm-hmm. get involved in like him, like with him, because like now, that was the whole point of the Rose Bowl to pack right. that stadium out. And I'm sure there have been sales, 
of those tickets, but like people are gonna like boycott that game. You really think they're gonna boycott it? If they're really about it, like they say they are, like if they don't, I think Galaxy as a whole will look even worse because all this stuff happened, and then your supporters crew group have come out and said all this stuff about protesting and not going to the games until like you know like things get taken care of. <clears throat> so if they don't come through with that, then Galaxy as a whole, as like, will just look like. Like clowns, yeah. Like it was like it was it was smoke, smoke and mirrors. Like they were just they were bluffing. They weren't really about it. Well, look, man, because I'm an LAFC fan, just like yourself and anyone who's listening. Um, I'm okay with them yeah, either, either doing it or not <laughs> because then that only means more tickets for LAFC fans who are trying to get in at a pretty reasonable yeah. price with like eighty thousand or whatever it is that are going to fill into that mm-hmm. Rose Bowl. It's gonna be black and gold, and for a if it galaxy, wasn't already right, if it wasn't already, it's gonna be a galaxy home game uh-huh. with LAFC fans as the majority. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it too. But you know, that, it is what it is. It likes to be a galaxy supporter right now. <laughs> talk a lot of shit and have not produced anything. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh yeah, aside from that, like looking I mean, I am looking forward to that game. Um right. looking forward to to like the friendlies and seeing the results of those and you know how how the boys like will line up and stuff. You know, we've had uh like some additions, some departures, which we'll we'll get into, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just really looking forward to the start of the season, going back out to the bank, seeing all the beautiful faces there, all the amazing people, fans and supporters groups, you know, it's it's really nice, you know, I, I think I think, uh, you know, that's one thing I do low-key miss is, like, the just being around football crazy people, like, yeah. all the time, like, on the weekends and stuff, like, and it's cool because you see people from all walks of life there, so you see how, like, it's, that this sport has, like, infiltrated the, the American culture and, and, and different, like, subcultures within this, like, country, because there's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I think LAFC, that's one of their things is they're trying to, like, appeal or like embody that sort of like all these different subcultures and, and everything um but yeah dude li- really looking forward to it uh, and seeing that the boys get on out there and hopefully defend the the title well bro that's first and foremost the plan mm-hmm. for lafc i'm sure this season but you know after the world i mean well i'm getting there yeah. after the mls cup you know final us as champions and everything you know, LAFC kind of, you know, we've taken a break, you know, as the season goes or whatever. But there was a World Cup in the middle. Oh, yeah. And yeah, not, this doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> and hopefully will never happen again, to be quite honest. Yeah. Sorry, Saudi. Yeah, I don't want that to happen again. Um, but, like, you know, LAFC had some players at the World Cup. Dude, and this, I, I think... Look, we've all had, we all have, I know if, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are, and even if you're not this kind of person, but there's a good chance that you're a football crazy person like us. And there's a good chance, and, and, and it probably like if you're listening to this, because if you're an LAFC fan, you're probably similar to us in the sense that you've always had a European team. You've always had like players that you admired, you looked up to your team that you woke up, up to every morning and you watched them play. And you would see those guys play and represent their countries on the world stage, in the Euros, in the World Cup, in, in the Gold Cup, if you will. You know, like mm-hmm. things that those ch- uh, play, uh, tournaments of that nature, you always got to see them. And it was always cool because I would always follow, like, I, I like, you know, like, for example, like if Germany plays, like when they played in the World Cup, obviously that Germany is a big team that most people would tune in to watch anyways. Right. But like the fact that, I'm like, oh, well, Havertz is starting. Even Timo, like, you know, like he didn't, I think he got hurt before the World Cup, right. but like I still would have kept up on him and other players because I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan. I want to watch them play. I want to see them do well. I never got, had like an experience where I felt, I don't want to say like a personal connection because I, don't know any of the players on LFC, but where it's just like as close as it can get to my hometown club because you know we are outside in the suburbs of LA and Orange County, right? But like these are players that I go and I support week in, week out, 
and it it was like it was the most beautiful thing to see them representing their colors their country on the biggest in on the biggest sporting stage in the world there's nothing bigger than the world cup nope there's nothing bigger than that and now there's players that I, I've watched all the time, like, in my backyard. Like, not on TV, like, for the Prem. Like, I mean, we've all seen Pulisic. Obviously, you know, like, I, I love Pulisic. And keep, you know, it's cool seeing him at the World Cup. But there's something different about watching Kellyan Acosta. You know, Sifu, his, his brief role with Ecuador. And, and players like Mendez and even Bale. Like, there was just something special. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, that guy plays for my team. Like, he represents my yeah, team. Yeah, he just there. won an MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, these players that you mentioned, uh, Sebastian Mendez, Kellen Acosta, Gareth Bale, Cifuentes. Um, Cifuentes, Chiqui Palacios. Chiqui Palacios with Ecuador. Like, like these are the guys who went to the World Cup, which, you know, and they just won a, you know, a, ti- a title. So, exactly. like, these guys are going in great form mm-hmm. going into this tournament, being that it's in November which is only a couple weeks after just winning it. And, you know, you mentioned it. It's really cool to see that, like, players that you have some sort of connection to. And in our case, you know, MLS clubs, you know, in the past don't always have those national team kind of players Mm-mm. that play in, like, Euros or, or World no. Cup even. We would have, like, yeah, I mean, like, we would have they play in the gold cup, you know, gold cup and stuff like that. We we would have that, but like, you know, especially especially like Ecuador because Ecuador has been making noise in Conmebol right. for like the last year and a half or so, and a good core of like of their players, you know, like three of their players are are LAFC players. Mm-hmm. Sure, I know Mendez was the one that that played most of the time, which was which ironically yeah. is the one that he didn't play the most and he for was LAFC. A, I think he was like a later acquisition. Yeah, he was like a mid-season trade. Mid-season trade and yeah. you know, he didn't feature as much, which is unfortunate cuz I don't I didn't think he was bad. But um he started I think all but one game for Ecuador, Sifu got limited minutes but was able to play. But it was just really special like Exactly, you said these guys are off great, coming off of great form. Probably, for a lot of these players, the form of their life because they're right. so young and up and coming. Such as like Cifuentes, you know, one of the, the one of the like better known names on our roster, who's you know still touted and still rumored to be going to, to Europe, which is sad, but at sad the but same exciting. Time, exciting because these guys are not just leaving, and you know, I'm not like throwing anyone under the bus or like saying throwing any shade towards like players like Atuesta or even Mendes for going to like Brazil, but it's not so it's we're exporting to uh to the big leagues, you know, like the, the top leagues, leagues like, in the world. So that kind of player merited a move from his performances for our yeah. club. And, you know, European teams are seeing that and mm-hmm. and they want that. So, you know, that says a lot about our club and our development mm-hmm. and our coaching and, you know, the talent that we can scout. Because mm-hmm. Fuentes, I believe, was drafted, or was he brought in? He was he was brought in. Right, he was, he brought, was brought in. in. Right. Yeah. Okay, he's, I, he's I wasn't in. sure. Um, but still, it's like we nurtured him here at LAFC, and a good example of picking up, you know, yeah. a young player from South America, and then them them also like coming here and you know warranting a, a move to to Europe. It's 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 amazing. It says a lot about LAFC and the MLS, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing these guys like. That play in our backyard, play on the world stage, and like having first of all having someone like Bonucci, or Bonucci, Chiellini. Bonucci. I know, dude. <laughs> I was doing some SBCs in Ultimate Team earlier. I had Bonucci. I threw through that much, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but Chiellini having players like which hmm, now I'm thinking maybe we should go for Bonucci after Chiellini retires. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe Chiellini could have that, like, you know. That maybe we could have a time. Juve connection. Exactly. You know? We would be a very good team for Juve to have a connection with. Look, Juve, I know right now if you're listening to us, you're probably not. But <laughs> if for some odd reason you listen to the next 30 seconds you, or, like, this, like, you know, this moment of this podcast, things aren't going so hot for you right now. Maybe we could help. In a way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a good connection here. I don't know. Other teams. I've done similar stuff with with teams out here. You know, look at Manchester City, look at Atletico Madrid in Mexico, and you know, mm-hmm. there's it's there's things like that, like partnerships. Yeah, we could have a partnership. That is the sorts. future. 
But uh, uh we can send you a Costa, <laughs> you can send us McKinney. Right. <laughs> no, no, as an LFC fan, yes. As a USMNT fan, hold the horses. Hold your horses. Uh, but no, you know, like maybe we could have something like that well, in the future. Well, since we're talking about the World Cup, one big player that you know maybe didn't play as much as we would have liked mm-hmm. is Gareth Bale, Gareth who played Bale. for Wales and at yeah. the World Cup, and you know he. He didn't have the best World Cup, but... But he got to a World Cup. He did. And internationally, for all Welshmen at this point, like all current Welsh players, mm-hmm. that is like the... I don't want to say it's the equivalent of of, of a winning World Cup because, you know, that's there's nothing compared to that. But being realistic into what your country... And, and what each... You got to look at like each country and what is realistic for what they can achieve mm-hmm. at this point in their history or where they are right now. Obviously, Wales can't win the World Cup yet, but they can totally challenge for to getting into the knockouts. And then from mm-hmm. there, you know, you build on that. You go from there. But for all these players, like, when was the last time they went? It was 30-something uh, odd years, right? Something insane. Well, I think it's longer. I think it might have been longer, right? I think it was so, like 60. Was it 60? Yeah. And so these current players, they've never, mm-hmm. they've never seen that. Right. And now they're the first ones to go on out there and represent for their country in what for a lot of Welsh people is the first time they've ever seen. Like, you have a whole generation yeah. or two generations. And Gareth Bale, of all teams he had to score on, scores a penalty against I the know. USMNT to basically, you know, make it really tough for us to move on to the next round, which I we know. ultimately did. Yeah, he made it spicy, he, complicated things. He, okay. He hurt me internally hurt me. because of. Like, my support for USMNT. I think even the and LAFC. the fact that he was the guy that basically got us to the penalties, uh-huh. you know, for the MLS Cup title. It's like it had to be him. Yeah, I mean, of course. Who else? Who else but Gareth Bale, right? Exactly. You but know? Uh, you know, I also thought it was funny in that same game. In that same game, Gareth Bale had a chance to score, like, or a chance. He did. He did to score like a fifty-yard shot or something like that, or like a half yard, or yes. like a half-field uh-huh. shot, and. Our boy and Gareth Bale's teammate, Kellen Acosta, just tackled him, got, gets Take a yellow, but was a smart tackle. What a what a tactical play. Yeah, it was like, you're right. But, like, I just thought, wow, that's so cool. LAFC uh-huh. connected on a World Cup level. These teammates but from different exactly. nations and you went know, at it. And the, the coolest part about that is it was – Unavoidable. LAFC got mentioned in that because yeah. it's like, oh, they play together. They're actually teammates on LAFC, mm-hmm. and like, look, and you know, like Gareth Bale knew what was up. He's like, it's nothing personal. It's like he probably would have done the, like we all would have done the same. Right. I don't know a single person who you know. It's like we all judge Luis Suarez. We all would have done the same. We, yeah, that was a smart play. Yeah, but yeah, like Kellen Acosta. Wow, what a great play. And it just made th- it just made things kind of funny. Like we knew there was obviously no malicious mm-hmm. intent, which you know anyone else maybe Gareth Bale would have gone off on him, which I don't think so because Gareth Bale isn't that sort yeah. of like. I just feel like player. I feel like Gareth Bale knew. He's like fair play, fair he's play. Like, if you didn't, I was gonna score this. He's like motherfucker, I'm gonna retire. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, dude, like just that was great. Like you know, seeing that, like seeing two. Two LAFC players go at it at the world stage, like, and like that was just like wow, like these again. I'm, I feel like a broken record, but like these guys play in my backyard, and like I'm here, I am watching them millions of miles away. That's not true. I don't know how many miles away, but quite Qatar's a few. pretty far. Yeah. yeah, more than one or two. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's further than going out to Joshua Tree, but yeah, it's just like we got we got to see them play and. and and we see LAFC being mentioned. Like this is, it's not something that, you know, honestly, as I was as a kid, like growing up, it's not something that I ever really imagined. It's really weird. I feel like we've we're privileged in a way because I feel like we're like our parents in the sense that we grew up in a world. They grew up in a world without cell phones on the internet, and now with a world with cell phones on the internet, and like we're growing up in a world where like soccer was not a thing here. And mm-hmm. now soccer is like a thing here, so it's like kind of similar in that sense. It's just like it wasn't like that; right. it was com- completely opposite. And like a whole, like I think, like in a way, sports culture is changing in the U.S. And that's because of like this beautiful game. 
and it's just it's just it's great because we never had that before like growing up like we didn't go to see like games on the weekend or anything right. like i'd go to like just one game a year whenever i got free tickets <laughs> from someone that my dad worked with he's like oh you like soccer here you go here's some galaxy Sometimes tickets. It's like, oh, she always felt like I was watch like a really felt like an adult's AYSO match. <laughs> but two galaxies or in galaxies defense, that was just the MLS as a whole, you yeah. know, ten odd years ago. Like it just was not great. Yeah, it's not it, it's not the competitive it's not the MLS, yeah, that it is now. Like league that it is today, um by no means. So, you know, MLS has come a long way, just like soccer culture is coming along yeah, today. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I agree. Well, you know, we mentioned that guy, Gareth Bale, and yeah. you, you mentioned that he decided to retire. Yeah, and I was a little sad, but at the same time, I don't fault him. The guy's had a just amazing career and just thinking about the things that he's been through, especially in his latter years, he's had a lot of injuries, a lot. Right. And I'm sure he came here, and I wholeheartedly believe everything he said when he first came here and said that he was looking forward to playing towards the Euros. Like, that was his goal after, like, the World Cup, that he wanted to play in 2024. Mm. I don't doubt that at all. But I think he came here... And, again, talking about, like, we just talked about how the league was different 10-odd years ago and how it is now. The league isn't what it is when David Beckham came, you know, no. when David Villa came. Even, even then, much more recently, not that, you know, it was, like, a breeze for him either. But the league isn't what it was, you know, like, a few years ago where you could still, like, or not a few years ago, you know, like, where you could just come from Europe and dominate. It's not, it's not like that anymore. And I think Gareth Bale was one of the first players to really, really see that. Like, oh, wow, like this isn't just showing up for a kickabout and then balling out with the homies, you know. Mm -hmm. like, this is like, they're competitive out here. They're physical out here. and They're athletic out here. They're athletic. The, they have like a million time zones. and you know, The country is massive. The country's The massive. travel is a lot. Like, like Gareth Bale coming from, you know, Real Madrid, you know, in Spain, and then playing Tottenham for some years. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, he always played at a top level. We know what Gareth Bale is capable of. We know what he won. We know what the kind of player, the clutch player, he showed us. Clutch, like absolutely. The oh epitome of clutch to me is Gareth, Gareth Bale. But like Gareth, I believe, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but I just feel like he kind of came thinking it would be easier. Which, than it was, in a way, I like. I don't like. Uh, how should I say it? Like I, I, like I see where players coming from Europe might have that thought process mm -hmm. because they're coming obviously from the creme de la creme. You know, I mean, he came from Madrid. Like they're coming from the absolute highest level, right? right? So if you're at the absolute highest level, going anywhere below that. Or anywhere at all. Yeah, it seems like it's a step it down. Should, it should be a step down, and it should be easier. But I think he came and he realized, he's like, holy crap, Like this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then he went to the World Cup, and we've mentioned like he didn't have the greatest World Cup, and I think that was another showing of oh, that. He's like, I, I definitely think Bale came with the intention to mm -hmm. fulfill his contract, wanting to go to the Euros. But I just think... He sadly realized after having a pretty bad performance, not himself, but mm -hmm. the team overall, you know, is not very good as a whole. And I just feel like he kind of said, I'm only getting older. I don't know how much I can carry Wales anymore mm -hmm. and how difficult it's going to be for me to get into the Euros. Not only that, but he, he missed a lot of our season right. through injury. Whether or not... That was necessarily true, you know, because we know how Bale's been in the past. I, I, I don't know. But the fact is, like, there, he, I don't doubt that he probably was, had yeah. some sort of, like, like physical sort of, like, uh, 
like a detriment like there's something about him physically not in the sense that like he's injured but like he just can't get the fitness right like the same right. to the same level anymore just because maybe he gets close to that level of fitness and then he gets a small little setback and and i and it happens you know and i'm you know i know you get it and and i understand it as someone who's had you know like an unfortunate injury that requires surgery and stuff like many years down the line like it's now i'm here in my uh, entering my 30s i'm 29 and like I can't get into the the fitness as I was before, and, and just because it's just uh, the the injuries. Like even though I'm not injured, my body just can't take what it used to take. Right, back then. And like it catches up to you. I think I think it's caught up to Bale. Uh, I think it's a cum- accumulation of multiple factors. Like yeah, uh, I mean he. Let's be real. He's not getting paid like what a Gareth Bale yeah, player exactly. should be getting paid. Uh-huh. I mean the guy broke the mls record for jersey sales uh-huh. like, and he only played like five games i know that was weird I, that yeah was crazy right? but like but to me bale was underpaid just because of who he is mm-hmm. but he just didn't play enough so i just think it was a bunch of different factors just, yeah and then he's I, I just don't blame him like for everything i, like, I don't blame him either and you know it's hard it's as, hard looking on the outside right looking in you know and then as a as a fan you know I was always hard on him. If you hear all the podcasts yeah, from course. last year, I was uh-huh. very hard on him. I think a lot of people were because yeah. it's just like, dude, like you're Gareth Bale. Like, <laughs> like you know, have you seen the meme where it's just like, where it's like some like like not a kid, but like there's like this like thing and and they like have a stick and they're just like, come on, they're poking something. Do something, do something. yeah. It was kind of like that. It's just like, come on, Bale, do like and do the, do the thing where you score. <laughs> and, you know what? I felt that way. I felt like, come on, he's not going to be that guy to score like 15 plus goals or whatever. And you know what? He did the most Bale thing that Bale does, which is deliver in the biggest moments. And he did. He scored a pivotal header in the final moments of a game that we were going to lose. Like, <laughs> like I'm just thinking of the, the roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I just felt. A Bro, lot you of cried them right twice. Now. I cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> you texted me. You were like a few I'm rows crying. above me. And you're like, "Bro, I'm crying." And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Dog, I come out. I'm shocked right now. I don't even know what to think." I was crying because I was happy. Then I was crying because I was sad. Then I was crying because I was happy. It was just. It was an emotional you know, roller coaster, and you know, like you know, that's why I'm trying not to be as hard as on Bale yeah, as like I, mean, I would have been. All the money that was spent on him, like. Like I, I like I mentioned it to you that day. He's like worth his weight in gold. Like yep. he didn't like produce across the whole season like we would have wanted. But I mean, we're like, who fucking cares? Like he won, not he won us, but without his goal, we would not have won the. We would the not have won. We it. would not have won. Nope. It. Like because it was literally last ditch effort. Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, like it, it's. It's one of those signings where you got to look at it like at the as a whole. Like, yeah, right. sure, if you go game by game or just through the season, like his numbers weren't great, but look at what he did contribute. He contributed when it mattered, and that's what players like Gareth Bale have. They have that, and he made he made a joke about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, I seem to have the knock for that." <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent English slash Welsh accent, my friend. Thank you. I've been watching a lot of Welsh and accents. Oh, I still haven't seen <laughs> the show. It's a really good show. Check it out. Yeah. All you guys out there, you should check it out because Rexon's actually going on a tour and like right. against MLS and they might play LAFC, something like that, oh. which would be kind of cool. I don't know, but it'd be kind of cool. Check it out if you guys haven't. This isn't an ad because yeah, we're obviously not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I, I not wish yet. it was. Yeah, not yet. God willing, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like he, he even mentioned it himself. Like that's something that he does. And um, that's what players like Gareth Bale do. Like, like think about the best example I can give you. Obviously, and this is like I know everyone knows this is like look at Messi, especially now in his latter years. Obviously, Messi's still messy to a degree, but he doesn't. He, people have you know complained and like, oh, Messi doesn't do anything all, all game. But you give him just that one opportunity, and he takes it. You give him an inch, oh, he takes yeah. a mile. Like, and- yeah, he. I think he showed it in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Players like Gareth Bale, they have yeah. that X factor. Like they do. You know, sure, maybe across like the whole season, he can't like do so much. Which, in his prime, like he was a fit. Gareth Bale was 
yeah, unstoppable. He, he was. He was. He was supposed to be the next. Ronaldo. The next Ronaldo, or like of that ilk, yeah, of that type of player, of that class of player, but that Galactico sort of guy. And, you it, know? and it just ended up not working out because of injuries. But yeah. he, he still had delivered. that specialness. Yeah, and he still delivered. He delivered for. I mean, I don't know how many times we saw him score a special goal for Madrid. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those players that you know just certainly seems to rise to the occasion and. For that, like I give my hat, like I take my hat off to Bill. I, you know, I can't thank him enough for what he did to this club, for this club, I should say. It's, you know, like I'm pretty sure he realized, man, this is a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. But, I mean, think about it. Like, it was a lot harder than he want, than he thought it was gonna be, and he still won the cup, and he was still pivotal in winning the cup. He was still that guy. Like yeah. he. He thought he was going to come here and... You know. Bro, he's basically retired with a championship title. Exactly. Exactly. For scoring he a clutch goal. He retired on top. Yeah. He retired on top. Like, whether Ooh. you want to call it retirement league or whatever, it don't matter. Yeah. He retired on top, uh-huh. winning a title, and the first in our history. And, like, just what an amazing way to, to go out. Like, it was... Also, too, that, like, something that I don't think gets talked about a lot, um, but... Just what he brought with him, the experience, the wealth of knowledge that he brought, mm-hmm. that he was able to pass on. I think Apoku, I don't know why, I don't yeah. know if this is to be the case, uh-huh. but I felt like Apoku kind of, uh, what do I want to say? Like, he had Bale, and I feel like he really wanted to learn from Bale, because uh-huh. I felt like Apoku's confidence just kind of skyrocketed a little bit more once Bale came, because... Mm-hmm. I feel like made him more hungry. That's for sure. I feel like it did, like something like that, like his his aura in the in practice and uh-huh. and training and and whatnot, like because, really pushed other players. Yeah, you play with players like Bell, and it elevates your level. That's always what you want. You always mm-hmm. want the guys that you bring in, and like it's not when you make signings. This is why you have to make signings. Like, okay, for example, I'm going to use Arsenal right now. They have an injury, right? And Gabriel Jesus, their mm-hmm. what was their main guy? I know he was kind of like falling out of form towards right. before the World Cup and injury and stuff, but they could have easily gone out and gotten Joe Felix as his replacement, almost like for like because he's you know striker mm-hmm. kind of play that wing spot if anything, and then Joe Felix can also drop and play like a center forward. But the thing is, does he fit? Like, what is his addition going to do to the squad? Is it going to elevate it, or is it going to ruffle feathers? And what Bell's addition did to the squad, and while we were all a little nervous because we're like, ooh, you know, we're kind mm-hmm. of a little top-heavy here. Um, well, I guess we became more top-heavy after after Bell. Right. So when Bell came in, it was still kind of like, okay, you know, we, we still had Brian Rodriguez at that time. So, but who's we all Bri- were. Who's kind of, Brian Rodriguez? Yeah, you know, an afterthought. Yeah. But um, He's in America collecting yeah. a check. So. He's playing, he scored the other day. Not bad, not bad. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, Bell just, it, it, it's like, you know, look at Arsenal and they decided, no, Enketia is good enough and it's not. It's going to keep the balance of the club good. It's a good culture here. And I think he fed into the culture immediately and just kind of, he's just, and I, and I think for a lot of those players, they're looking at the additions of him and Chiellini and thinking like, whoa, like this is an opportunity for me. To learn. to learn because realistically, look, we know, we know, Killini's not going to play. Wasn't going to play a lot last season. Mm-hmm. We knew Bell was probably towards the end of his career, if not the end, which it ultimately was the end of his career. Uh, so a lot of those players, I'm sure, realize like, look, they're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, it's like I got to appreciate it and learn from them while I can because this sort of experience, I'm only going to get over there. And right now, I'm over here, so I got to learn what I can from them to get over there. Right. And I, it's just, I feel like it just, like you said, it just brought the level up. You know, players were like, okay, now I got a ball. Ain't no way I'm letting a 38-year-old bench me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, it's like the, just the level of the team, like, really just elevated, you know, over time, like we said, in, like, the training and stuff. Yeah, I know we had, like, the, that, like, rocky moment and stuff, but, like, I think it was just... You know the games. The games come at you fast here in MLS. It's just like you're they on the do. road, and it sucks. And it's just like you know, you go from one part of the country in like certain conditions, and you go to another part of the country, and it's, and it's freezing. Like, it's like you're in another world. It's like <laughs> I went to another country. 
honestly, man, that's what it feels like here. <laughs> you go from yeah. one part, part of this country to another, and you're just like, whoa, this is not, like, this is weird. Especially us growing up in California, where, you know, we live in an urban right. jungle. We go literally anywhere outside of SoCal, and it's just like, this is different. There's weather? <laughs> Like, what's that green Seasons? stuff over there? Is that gra- is that gra- grass? Did I pronounce that? You properly? guys have yeah. rain every day. Yeah. Well, now I mean, you know, right now, yo, know, if you're in California, it's been a little crazy. Yeah, but it's different. It's different though. But yeah, like you know, just it's it's different here. And, and um, all I can say is, you know, gracias, Bill. Like, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Like, like just, overall, we have to be thankful for him coming to LFC. Mm-hmm. And making an impact and delivering a trophy ultimately. And I guess you can say this was our first like sort of like galactic sort of like you know that like that typical huge European MLS player move because before then we hadn't. I mean, you can argue Chiellini, mm-hmm. but like we didn't have the Beckham of uh, oh no, us. we didn't have. We, all, like, I, I would argue that Bale, although impact mm-hmm. commercially was, but I, that player is still. Beckham changed the, changed the game. Right. Beckham for sure. Yeah. Uh, to date, there's no there's no other player mm-hmm. that like I think has done what Beckham has done. And my respect to Galaxy and, and Beckham for that and only that. Yeah. And just that and never anything else. Well, you know, you know. Thanks, Bale. But moving on to another player, we got to think because unfortunately, he has left us after five awesome oh, seasons. Man, and this was this was a tough one. Man. And one, you know what? Like. He may not be the most important player. He may not be the biggest player. He may not be, like, one of our starting guys. But Latif Blessing has left LAFC after five seasons with us from the very beginning alongside Carlos Vela, mm-hmm. one of the OGs of the club. And, OGs. man, I, I'm bummed out because... Latif Blessing was just one of those energy guys that you wanted off the bench and you played him literally wherever it is you needed. And mm-hmm. I feel like both uh, Charundalo and previously Bradley, Coach Bradley, like they knew that. They knew uh-huh. this is the guy who I'm going to put on and he's going to make a difference in energy. A good bench player. I, I always thought he was a fantastic energy guy off the bench and you know i believe he got the nickname the game changer the game changer yeah yeah Yeah. but you know i'm searching for more minutes which i can't blame him for and the whole thing really the biggest thing at the end here was the whole family deal it was the whole bringing his family over it was yeah that was i mean that's he ultimately requested the trade and for that reason that reason alone uh simply just because he i don't blame him he's here five years without his family so that that was the whole like reasoning and basis behind that move. Uh, I don't know how and what capacity New England Revolution could help, but maybe for you know whatever reason, being on the East Coast. That something. that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like I'm pretty sure it has something to do with being closer to Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghana. Maybe they can meet in between. I don't well, know, I think or something like that. I think uh, it's not that he wants to meet in between, but he wants his, his the whole thing is to bring his family here. Oh, okay. And LAFC did everything that they could on their end to do that mm-hmm. and they couldn't or they mm-hmm. did everything that they possibly could and now I guess I don't know what how what way New England Revolution can do it um, but if you know what like all I can say is New England Revolution please take care of them like I love this yeah. guy and please if I'll be rooting I'll be rooting for, uh, for blessing from afar yeah of course like he's one of those players that like kind of like there's other players here and there we watch them play and it's just like hey like I still yeah, like blessing. Like, blessing is one of like blessing is just one of those guys I will always associate LAFC with. Dude, I, do you remember like the first commercial, like one of the first commercials? Oh, when he was going through in the metro, in in the metro yeah. area. Yeah, it's, that was so cool. I was like, dang, who is this blessing guy? It must be amazing. Yeah, that you have this whole commercial like. Like I just remember seeing that. Like, he was, man. yeah, he was in the, oh, man. It wasn't for the Metro. Uh, for Union. LA, so, yeah, like, Union Station. The Union you, Station in downtown L.A. Uh, it's funny because my sister at the time was working in the coffee shop at that same Union Station. Oh, no way. So, so she saw the entire commercial be shot. There. That is awesome. So that was like, it was like, oh, and she's like, she had no idea who it was. We didn't either because, at that time. Because <laughs> at that time, that was like uh-huh. the very beginning of like the club. Like I think that was like the first like set, like, like commercial I ever right. saw. I saw from the stuff that we saw like on social media and we heard yeah. the talk shows, radios and everything because there wasn't a lot. 
I mean, maybe there was, but I don't watch a lot of like mm-hmm. TV. And so anything well, that I LAFC watched, at that point was like brand new. It was brand new. There was no LAFC. I think, I don't even know. I think that was like a few months before the season started. The season started, yeah. So yeah, it was still kind of like, oh, we, don't even, we didn't even know who everyone else was yet, who yeah. we were even getting. So that's just one of my, my earliest and fondest memories I have of, of Blessing. I did, I did meet him once. Not really, kind of. I just you took, took a, a photo with I him. I took a photo with him. <laughs> but Blessing was always, you know, in it, like, I would, you know, when I first started going there, I would go to 3252 a lot. Blessing was always one of the guys that would hang back after the game and just kind of, like, kick it and talk and everything mm-hmm. and, like, hang out there with everyone, you know? So it was really cool to, to have a, a player like that. He was one of those players that you really felt out of everyone on the team. You could invite him to the carne asada, and it wouldn't be weird. It would be cool. Like, it, <laughs> like, damn, we didn't get that chance. I know we didn't get the opportunity. I know we always like talked about it and stuff, but it, it's been tough, you know. But blessing, I love you. You're gonna have, uh, hopefully, you have like a, a great season. Not too great. Hopefully, he has a great season. He has a great New season. New England as a whole does not because they've been they've been on the up and up. You know, they've been making yeah. moves. Um, but hopefully he has you know a good season and, and career, and I hope that he can you know have his family be brought over here because yeah. I, I can't imagine what it's like you know like I understand you know grinding it out for a year or two, but five years no family just being alone. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's tough, and you know he was always a good locker room guy, and basically blessing was a blessing to LAFC the 100%. club, and I'm thankful for his. For him being here, he will be remembered. I'm always gonna remember him. Yeah, like he's just one of those guys of this club that I'm gonna remember. a cult hero. A even. cult hero for and sure. And he's a champion. Yeah, a champion. He's leaving as a champion. You know, yeah. I'm, of all the players that have come through LAFC, aside from like Bella, I think those two are the ones that I was like they have to because mm-hmm. they've one partly because they've stuck around, right? Right. But it was just like again, my earliest memories of. LAFC was the Carlos Vela DP signing and then that commercial with Blessing. Yeah. And like since then, I was like, those two guys were like the main guys for yeah. LAFC for, for me. Yeah, same thing. I have no idea. Like Blessing that may have not been the star or mm-hmm. whatever, but he was just such a prominent figure at the club that it's a bummer, but, you know, we're going to move on and yeah. I hope he moves on and has better year. He's still very young and yeah, I think he could like have 25, so. some... Good seasons in MLS, so mm-hmm. we yeah. thank you, Latif Blessing. Yeah, thank you, Blessing. Thank you. You will be missed. So we've talked about some departures. Yeah. You know, Bale's gone. Blessing's gone. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Mendez has also left to as a free agent to, I believe, Sao Paulo in Brazil, whom wasn't a player that really made a huge impact because he was brought midseason and wasn't that bad, but I feel like didn't play very often i think he was pretty much like janela's like sort of like replacement like right. depth on the bench for the midfield role he never played bad i don't think he did either and but to be honest yeah. i was always more surprised that we didn't see him a little bit more you know just because right. i was like okay. i mean he played like we mentioned he played a lot for ecuador at the world cup and and whatnot um so that's an interesting departure that uh, i'm not necessarily bummed about because i don't know what his full potential could have been for uh-huh. lafc but you know, with departures, Jorge, comes additions. Oh, and yeah. already we are midway through the January window, only like a week or two away from preseason. Um, and we've made some pretty great signings. We've made some moves, bro. We've made some moves. I'm going to start with, I'm going to leave the marquee kind of guy or like the biggest name for last. Okay. So I want to start with the young guy. From El Salvador. El Salvador, Honduras. Oh, Honduras. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm already <laughs> You're good. stepping it's on all his good. name. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Jorge, remind me his name. Did Daniel, you have it? Yeah, Daniel Maldonado. You know, he is on loan. Um, right. You know, uh, so it is. We, we see this. I, I've seen this. We've seen this a lot. They come on loan and they get picked up and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think this will be a great addition in terms of depth. We don't have a lot. I don't know too much about him. I'm not going to pretend to no. like I know because I, I don't. But it, it's it's something we definitely need. That we did also say farewell to uh, Sebastian Ibega. I, I was just about to say, I did forget to talk mm-hmm. about the departure. Ibega left. He's a champion. He started for us He actually in the played final. in the final. You know, he didn't start every single game, but he was one of those, you know, you know, he was one of those, like, dude, 
I understand why he didn't start every single game, but when he did start, I had no like doubt in him. I I was just curious why, but you know what? He proved me wrong. Uh huh. He really did. He proved me wrong, and and you know him leaving is a bummer because he was so good at just filling in whenever. He was such necessary. a reliable like person. Yeah. such a reliable center back. You you knew Murillo was going to be the starter, but uh-huh. Segura with his injury troubles, Kilini with his age, yeah, you know, too. like Ibega was the perfect guy. We lost es- Fall, it, too. yeah, especially after Fall's departure to Villarreal, like. You know, it's a bummer, but I feel like this Daniil Maldonado guy um, is coming in for depth to mm-hmm. kind of fill that yeah, position. Of course. And I'm hoping Segura will be have just a more steady kind of season. No, I agree. He was shaky last season. I, I've been backing him, and you know, because like he was one of the, not the OGs, but he's been around for a little yeah, while. Yeah, he's been so around like, for a bit. I, of course, I've been supporting him. My wife's, you know. Last name is Segura too, so she's like she kind of has a soft spot for him. So like, oh, I guess. And he, I mean, before pre ACL, he was he solid. was really solid, but but that's hard know, to come back from. Just it, look at it Van is, Dyke. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, man, like this kid is going to add some depth, and mm-hmm. it is what we need. Um, he's a Honduran national. He has a chance to maybe show his. To spotlight himself mm-hmm. in MLS to maybe, you know, get more interest. And, you know, LAFC has shown in the past few years that they're willing to get a player who's you've never heard of mm-hmm. and, give and give him a chance and develop him. Mm-hmm. So It's worked. I mean, it's worked before, so I don't see why it can't now. I don't see why it couldn't work with the name Maldonado. So hopefully he, you know, he cracks it and he has a great season. I'm looking forward to seeing Look- him. Yeah, and then, you know what? Since we're talking about young players, you know, mm-hmm. with that you've never heard of, LAFC goes out and gets a young Croatian lad from the Croatian League. And, Jorge, you got to help me with his name because I don't know how to say Stipe, it. Stipe Bjork. It's, it's a S-T-I-P-E. Stipe That's his first Bjork. name. And his last name is B-I-U-K. So, Bjork. Muke, honestly, I'm gonna wait for <laughs> the, the, the announcer, the announcing it. guy, to say it because yeah. at that point I will know exactly how his name is supposed to be said. But yeah, this guy, I think, like from what I understand, like in the up and coming mm-hmm. uh, Croatian like system, right? He's he's like he's hot, like he's hot, like he's he, he's yeah. From I don't look, uh, you know, like you mentioned with Daniil, you don't know that much about him. I don't know that much about him. And this Butte guy, I don't know much about him, but from, from what I've read, he is highly rated in the Croatian national team system, you know, for their youth teams, mm-hmm. you know. He played at the top level for uh, Hejduk. Hejduk. Hejduk split. Yeah, and, uh, and they're a top team in, or they're not, well, they're one of the teams in, in the Croatian Super League or whatever and He it is. made his debut there when he was 17. <laughs> so, so, I mean, he's, what, 20 now? Yeah, he's 20 now, and he made his debut at 17 years old. And he was he was named to WEFA.com's 2022 list of 40 for the future. 40 okay. for the future. 40 out of hundreds. hundreds. Right. So that's, that's something. It, it's something. It does say a lot about it. Um, I'm excited for this kid, you know. The only thing I'm a little bit not concerned, but just kind of like another winger. Like his primary yeah. position is winger, and well, know. I think now that we've we've lost Bell, I can understand that. I feel like mm. Vela will probably have a more limited role, but that still leaves Buanga and Opoku, and I don't know what's going on with Teo. I don't know. I thought he had signed, but I I think as of right now he's technically a free agent. Don't know what's really? going on there yet, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? So oh, okay. I, I don't know. Anyone else there got some intel? Let me know because I've been trying to like find out exactly what's going on. I was going off what you told me, bro. Yeah, no, no. He well, he had <laughs> no because he had resigned. Right. There's even a thing here, uh, like for like after the roster moves and stuff. Where is it? And oh no, this was in August, so that's not the right one. Um, but they they I remember they picked up his option. That's what it was. Yeah. They had picked up his option for 2023, but now I don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, yeah, so. so that remains to be seen. But uh, this Buke lad 
from Croatia. I'm excited to see him. I'm hoping he's better than Brian Rodriguez, you know, who was also expected to kind of be good. I, you know, I saw some comments about this kid saying this could be like another Rossi situation. Uh-huh. Uh where he kind of they grow him and then you know develop him has great seasons and you then know, ship him off to Europe. I think so. I think that's what we're looking at like a Rossi situation or even more like relatable you can say is like a like a Ricky Puig kind of thing where right. you know obviously Ricky Puig has a little bit more experience in top flight and he's been just he's not a household name but well, you, know. you, you know you've heard Ricky, of right? of Ricky Puig not for good reasons in the yeah. past not to you know talk bad about him or anything but like you already talked shit on galaxy yeah, already, yeah, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> but he's not he doesn't he didn't necessarily have the greatest reputation at barca right uh and now we got another player similar kind of thing he's coming here i mean he was in the, he was among the finalists for the for the 2022 golden boy award you know the one yeah. that gavi just won who plays at barca just dunked on madrid for the yeah. super cup final like he dunked on madrid like holy Gavi's shit. special special yeah. kid so he lost that out to him. I think that's just kind of put you give you an idea of the category of players this guy has the potential uh, and mm-hmm. like where he probably sees himself. Like you know, being realistic, if I was a Croatian national youth inter, youth international, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at come to the MLS to to put my name out there and then come here. And it's not like he's just going to like he's not know, going to any club. Yeah, he's not going to Minnesota or Kansas. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Ronaldo, um, <laughs> but. Uh, He's coming to the to the everyone. Everyone has when you mention MLS, you have LAFC on your lips because right. they just won the cup, and you have you have Gareth Bale and Kylian. If LAFC was not in the eyes of the world before that, mm-hmm. which um, I I do believe they were already like in the eyes of the world, right? If, but if they weren't before that, they most certainly were afterwards because everyone who knows who everyone who follows soccer, like. I don't even want to say religiously, but just you're a fan of the game. You know who Gareth Bale is. How right. do you not know? Like the man has been pivotal in like the Champions Leagues. Not mm-hmm. all of them. We've, that- we've had that discussion already. But in important Champions Leagues for Real Madrid, like he's single. I don't want to say not single-handedly won them, but major key component into in the in that mm-hmm. championship title. And again, he came in to do that here. So LAFC is in the eyes of the world. You know, everyone is looking at LAFC. So this is a great move for him. If he can come here, crack it, you know, score goals, be, be impactful, he may be on his way out too. Because then, like, like shortly, like you said, just like with Rossi, mm-hmm. Rossi came here, he blew it up, and dude, I remember with Rossi, like within like the first season, he was already being rumored to like yeah. a lot to Fiorentina. I remember it was yeah a lot to that. I would have wished that he went there because you know Serie A, and I would. Probably kept up with him a little bit more. Yeah, because it's it's hard to keep up with, you know. Yeah. Just because it's the Turkish league, and they don't. I, I I don't even. I don't normally look out for the games. I try to here and there. I I would watch like the Champions League playoff mm-hmm. games and stuff, but then they didn't qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well that's that. <laughs> yeah. But it it was cool. It's cool. And again, that kind of goes to show that whole little like um, that guy played in my backyard thing. Like, hey, he's right. playing in Turkey, but. I, I agree with you. This could be a similar situation because he's he, for him the category of player that he's been placed in to come to to the MLS, the LAFC, and you know it, it's not for he's not coming here for like a vacay. I mean he's coming here to to work. Yeah. So I I think it's great. It's probably a young motivated signing going to come here work hard, and he's probably thinking to himself like it's a great place for me to be right now. I'm 20 years old. Like, I can come learn my trade here, get better, and then, you know, I mean, we're, let's be honest here. I think that's the goal of probably, like, 75% of the league here, of players here. Everyone pretty much not in Europe wants to play in Europe, right? Right. So, I get that. And he's he's from there. I'm sure he wants to go return. But I think, dude, we're, I think the prospect of having a Croatian international player mm-hmm. is, is amazing. Just because we've talked about it before, like you and I. Uh, and we've just been like, dude, Croatia's not far off from eventually becoming, because they're a relatively young country, mm-hmm. uh, like in, in terms of history. They're better than Germany right now. Exactly. So they're oh, yeah, like, by a lot. Who, who's to say <laughs> that Croatia can't be spoken in the same breath as like Germany and Italy? I mean, they didn't even like Germany. Horrible last two World Cups. Italy, right. not even, not even in, yeah, not even right. in the in the conversation. Right. Croatia, 
two amazing back-to-back World Cups. Right. So, and all we can, all, all we keep hearing about from like Croatia and stuff is more players coming through. They've supposedly got the next Modric and stuff. Yeah, so we should sign him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, like it's it's I think it's great because it's again another international player, like a potential international player coming onto our roster, but just bringing more light into the MLS and to the team. And, and I just think. I don't know too much about him in terms of playing style, but just from what we've read, everything we've heard about him and stuff, like I, I think it's gonna be I exciting. Think, I think, yeah, it's a good move. It's a good move, definitely. Definitely a good move. Uh, I can't wait for that one because uh, I want to see just how good LAFC's scouting team is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, down, yeah. a little more of a low key move before I get to to me the more marquee one uh-huh. is the goalkeeper. Coming from Everton, you know. Low-key move, but needed. Low-key move, yeah, necessary. Because, you know, with Maxime Cripo and his leg injury, who gave it, gave his leg. Literally, he gave up the World Cup, He gave up the World Cup to to put his leg out there and protect us from a a World Cup. I mean, Uh from getting scored on, so... You know, he's injured, so he'll be out probably for like half more, a little more than half the year. And we have, uh, you know, Mac Lack- Daddy. <laughs> Mac Daddy. J Mac Daddy. J Mac Daddy, who <laughs> most likely will be the starter, I think. I, based At least, or. Because, look, I don't know too much. Jack, Jakopovic mm-hmm. was playing second fiddle or third. Probably third. So he's, I think he was playing third. He's 38. We got to be realistic. I don't think he's going to come here to be a starter because it's just, he's just really like old. I just like think he's coming here for like experience and, you know. For him, yeah. We need like, a goalkeeper. For us, like we need him. We need depth. We need depth. We, we need depth. We need someone to rely on if if necessary. Mm-hmm. If, you know, this guy's played mm-hmm. on Everton. Yeah. And you know what, dude? And, this is very good for, for, for McCarthy. And now he has an opportunity to learn from someone who's played in Europe for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. This guy's played his whole career out there. He's going to come here towards the tail end, and it, he's going to play here and there. But he's going to be able to provide experience for McCarthy that mm-hmm. he may not have been able to get elsewhere. Because it, until Crepeau, we have not had we not that we've we we continue to have goalkeeping issues. Yeah, yeah. Now I, because he broke his leg. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, Crepeau recovers well doesn't rush into things. I'm excited. I'm excited for, for this guy to, to you know, come out here. Any player who's coming out here, I'm always excited to see them because I, I, it's just it's a great place to be. It's a great club to be. And I think everyone understands that when you come here, you're coming with a serious opportunity to win something. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like, yeah, I'm going to sign for that team. That's rebuilding and maybe one day. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You come here, you come here because you want to win. Yeah, and I think he also wants to, to win. Um the final addition so far, so far, is to me a massive addition where Huge. we definitely needed it, and it's a player, ironically, that I've talked a lot of crap on for USMNT for, purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is in a, in a different sense. This is different because Aaron Long wow. from New York Red Bulls as a free agent has signed for LAFC. First of all, free agent. So wow, wow, wow. This is a player that two years ago, a year ago was being scouted by teams like West Ham. Like, and the biggest reason as to why he didn't go is just simply Red Bull's valuation for him was a lot higher than you know West mm-hmm. Ham was willing to pay. And I understand that. For European clubs, it's coming over here to the U.S. It's, you, don't, you don't know what you're buying necessarily, so you don't want to shell out everything right away. Right. So, but that was the reason why he didn't go to Europe was because Red Bull's valuation was just higher. It was just mm-hmm. too high. I think they wanted maybe like 15 to 20. I could be wrong. I could be just pulling that number out of my ass, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, but I, that sounds like something I heard at one point. Well, and, well, look, he was rumored, and even this summer, mm-hmm. or I mean this, this January, he was, as a free agent, was rumored with some European clubs. Exactly. So that goes to show the caliber of player he is. It, yeah, like... You know, USMNT, if you're a fan or you've heard, like, Aaron Long starting is was a horrible idea and still is a horrible idea. <laughs> but at the MLS level, you cannot go wrong with a, a USMNT international. Because mm-hmm. prior to, like, him tearing his Achilles, I, I didn't have an issue with him starting for... For, for the U.S., I think the issue with him starting for the U.S. was the fact that he 
had been injured for so long and he was starting. Yeah. And then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy's, this guy, like, was Just injured. had one of the most major surgeries and yeah. worst injuries that you can get as a athlete in general. And we're leaving a guy that plays in Belgium in Belgium. Right. So, so that, like, for those reasons, that's why we're saying it's not a, a knock on how he plays. It's just... There were just there were better players for the, the national level, mm-hmm. you know. And like Acosta on in form, uh, like Acosta being on the USMNT, you know, he isn't a starter, you know, but he's an impact player that can perform in that role mm-hmm. if necessary. And Kellen Acosta is kind of seen, you know, I don't know, uh, going back to him, but Kellen Acosta just to add to that, it's kind of seen as a like for like for replacement for for our dog, McKinney. So like mm-hmm. it just goes to show the kind of player again that he is as well. And Aaron Long, like you said, like it's for our team what he provides. Like he's still an international player. He still brings that sort. He's a senior player. He's, mm-hmm. I believe, thirty years old, uh, which is still good. And you know, nowadays, prime is like twenty-seven to thirty-two. So mm-hmm. still in his prime. Like he's still doing solid. And like we mentioned, like great amount of depth that this brings to our squad. We have Daniel Maldonado, which is like you said, he's he's the depth, right? Mm-hmm. Because after that, we have. Uh, Segura, Murillo, and Chiellini. Chiellini also more for depth. So that leaves us with two two guys that are like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, these, these would be the, the starters. But like we need, but like you mentioned, Segura has not necessarily been the greatest. So we need something else to bolster that defense, mm-hmm. and that's where Aaron Long comes in. And I think it's I as think, far as like MLS moves go, right. probably one of one of the best we could get. I think you know, I think this past year we didn't have a center back that kind of built from the back. And yeah. I kind of missed that from the Zimmerman days. Dude. Zimmerman, I felt like, did better at building from the back than, than we've had previously. Uh-huh. But now bringing Aaron Long to a championship team, I think, is a huge deal. And not having our goalkeeper, our starting goalkeeper, you know, we're going to need to reinforce that defense and mm-hmm. be able to play with the ball better. And now that Aaron Long is coming to, to LAFC, I think it's just a fantastic move. Um I actually wasn't aware that he's from this area, like the Apple Valley area. Yeah, yeah, he's actually from here, but like I Victorville area, he, Apple Valley, something yeah, like that. Okay, but yeah. he moved out there to like um, he was still a homegrown player from New York mm-hmm. because I think they bought him when he was like under eighteen or something, and mm-hmm. like he, you know how they'll say homegrown, but it's just like you just signed to the academy when you were seventeen, and you yeah, like, oh homegrown. But, like, something like that, I know he was, like, a you know, homegrown player from New York for that reason, and he's been there X amount of years. But, yeah, he's coming back home. I think this is a great – he's probably just like, dude, like, I miss it being out here. Yeah. Like, you know, this is this is where I grew up. This is my Exactly. My His family's around. So, I mean, Aaron Long, to me, was – is the best move we've had so far, and I, I'm, I'm really happy for it. I, I think it's going to be great for us as a club. Because to me, this just shows, all right, the front office said, we need to get better in certain mm-hmm. areas, and we've addressed center back. Yeah. Like, Chiellini, obviously, overall, in history and all that stuff, is the better player. But at his advanced age, there's no way we can be cam- counting on him at 38 years, especially with how athletic the MLS is. Yeah. Because it just goes to show, like, he didn't play in the MLS final. So having Aaron Long in his prime... You know, being better on the ball, being a solid defender, being a national team player, I could not be more ecstatic mm-hmm. um, about that move. So, I to agree. me, Aaron Long, fantastic. Yeah, and he's from, I guess, Oak Hills, which is right next to Hesperia. So, right in, the, like you mentioned, like just a little bit before, like Victorville. He actually went to UC Riverside and played in UC Riverside. Did he? Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. You know, it's a local university out here. Yeah, he was a star at Serrano High School and a two-time Big West All-Conference selection at UC Riverside. Ah, so, like, not, not bad. Not bad at all, you know? Homegrown New Yorker. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, dude. I but, know. well, you know, you know LAFC still has a couple of weeks left in the January transfer window. Preseason is about to begin in a couple of weeks. I'm still hoping. I mean, there's still some, like, rumored moves. Like, it looks like. Our boy Sifu is going to be on the way out, so mm-hmm. still nothing concrete there. But I mean, it's I I would be more surprised if he didn't move. So it's mm-hmm. so you know we keep talking about like 
are, are trying um Thornton mentions like you know another like under twenty two GP spot and everything. We'll get into that more next time. So, but yeah, like of of course, like there's there's still moves being made. It's it's still mid January. A lot of things can happen in the last two days. A lot of things have happened in the last hours. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. And you know the good thing is is that this doesn't happen in the middle of the season, and we mm-hmm. can give our time. Although our season is about to start, though, so it is kind of like crunch time. Hopefully, we can get in the guys because we saw last year how, you know, not having everyone on the same page from the beginning kind of like affected things in, in August. Now we have Concacaf Champions League that we have to worry about. Yeah, so we have we, we got more. We got we're going away to Costa Rica. You know, mm-hmm. pura vida. <laughs> so, you know that that'll be a fun little trip for the boys. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Chiellini ever imagined he'd be playing in Costa Rica <laughs> like when, he, when he first started playing for Juve. I think he's cool with it. He's probably yeah. like, I'm here for the vibes, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm here to kick it, like, have fun and you know, make it for make the best of it. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, yeah, be on the lookout for next week's podcast where we do a kind of a whole transfer Transfer podcast because you know this cool. is the January transfer window. Like we said, we got a couple weeks left, mm-hmm. and you know maybe some big moves maybe some big can moves happen by then. Yeah. Maybe some rumors pop up. We shall see. But you know, Jorge, like always, I always enjoy talking soccer, football, course, whatever you bro. want to call it, <laughs> um, and especially LAFC. So I'm, I'm, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Um, you know, of the new year for 2023. Yeah, first one of the new year. The start of our season, the start of our repeat, and yeah. Start of our repeat, yeah. Tune in next week, guys. Tune in next week, guys. Thanks for listening.